Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Monday, November. What's the date? Is it the 30th? I don't know. I don't have my watch on. I think it's the 29th. I think it's the 20th. Let's go with the 29th for today. It's the Monday after Thanksgiving. So, you know, I don't think anyone really knows the date, but we're here and it's time for a Monday mukbang. And I, I feel like we haven't done this in such a long time. But at the same time, I got to tell you guys, I think this is going to be the only live stream this week. We'll get into why uh, later today. But first, let's say hi to everyone listening in on the podcast, on the audio only version. Hopefully you guys are having a good run out there today. I'm in my taper. So today was day. I mean, we're like, I don't know, six days out from the from um, from California National Marathon. And uh, day one of me having phantom knee pains. So that was awesome. Uh, that's where I'm at. Hopefully you guys are, if you're tapering, are having a great taper and don't have any phantom knee pains yet. Unless that's a good, a good signal for you, like that's good luck maybe, then I hope you are having the phantom pains. But hopefully either way, you're having a good run. And everyone watching this on YouTube after the fact later in the day, hopefully you're home now, you're relaxing, or maybe you're cleaning up after dinner and just got this on and some background noise and then... And, uh, just kind of like as you're doing your stuff and getting your day settled, hopefully you're also doing it with some sort of recovery beverage. I've got my afternoon coffee for today. And I think it's going to go perfect with today's Monday mukbang, which is some vegan pastries from a local place called Fancy Plants Vegan Cafe. I've got a, um, a chocolate muffin, which is gluten-free. And then I think it's called Morning Glory Muffin, which I got one of those for my wife and she sells really good also gluten-free, and then a chocolate croissant, which is the size of a burrito. I didn't really re realize that until I just looked at it a second ago. So we're going to go, I'm going to go dive into that. Not running related, but it's a vegan cafe that I've been walking by every day for years and I've never stopped in. And I thought I'd give it a try today. So that's what we're doing. All right. Uh, let's see who we got here in the chat. Frank is here and says, anybody know if Jimmy Courtney made it back to the U.S.? I, I haven't heard anything, and Subhan Shah says he doesn't know, um, or I guess he says he doesn't know if it, if they made it. But I, I my understanding was that the travel bans were didn't apply to U.S. citizens, so hopefully they'll be able to make it back. But ultimately, if they can't make it back, you know, hopefully it's uh, you know a momentary thing and uh, just a minor inconvenience. Um, and better to be safe than sorry, I suppose, um, on that on that front, because, you know, it can be scary stuff. Jonathan Crossley says, happy Monday, all. And JC says, hello. Hope everyone had a good holiday weekend. Yeah, I hope you guys had a really good Thanksgiving. Um, we had a pretty good Thanksgiving here. I were most of the way through most of the leftovers. Like I said, I'm good at eating leftovers. That's all I've been eating for, like, every meal. Um, we're just about done with the mashed potatoes. Stuffing is long gone. Green beans are long gone. I left a little bit of corn for my wife, but I feel like she's never going to really get to them. So I'll finish those today. There's lots of turkey left over. I don't know what we're going to do with that. I can only fit it into so many of my kids' lunches. I did eat some turkey because I was like, I brought this into my house. I can't just cook it and then throw it away. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with all that turkey. We're going to figure out something. But had a good holiday weekend. It was really nice and quiet, really relaxing. Spent a lot of time with you know, just the four of us here and the dog. Um, yeah, not looking forward to the kids getting their second round of vaccines this week, and then they'll be good to go and we'll be able to travel again. So looking forward to that. Hike with Mike says, yo, yo. Philip Barnes says, good day, everyone. What's going on, Philip? Hi, Laura. Fitnut Life says, hello, everyone. And 
Alicia Semplar says, hey, Kofuzi, heading out for 15 miles. Well, have a great run. That sounds awesome. Um, <laughs> Dr. Josh says, what up, Kofam? No phantom knee pains. I know there's no such thing as phantom knee pains. It's just, it, it's in my head. I don't know what it is. My knees just felt like, uh, it felt like everything was extra firm today. Like I was, everything I was running on step felt hard. Everything I was walking in felt hard. You know, just like everything felt like very, um, like uh, harsh. I don't know. I don't think it was the shoes. I was running in Invincibles today. So I don't think that's going to be it. But, you know, I just was like, oh, I don't know. My knees don't feel great after my long run yesterday. I taper a long run. But I think I'll be fine. I think I'm, I think my body's looking for things to be concerned about. Um, Stevie76 says, yo, what's going on? And Merrick K says, hi, guys. Hope everyone is having a fantastic start with the week. Cool. All right. Elisa says, I commiserate with the fandom knee pains. Getting the taper crazies. Yeah, I think it's just all that good energy we have from training, you know, bubbling over a little bit. And so, you know, it's okay. I think it, I think it's a good sign. Mm, all right. Terry says, evening COVID booster Saturday and no side effects at all. Awesome. My wife also got her booster over the weekend. She was a little bit groggy for like a day, day and a half. Um, so... I think she was fine. I think she was also not milking it, but you know, it's a time of year where we need to do a lot of um, gift preparations. And so like, I don't know if she was like saying, oh, well, why don't you take the kids to the park today and I'll stay here and relax. And then I think, I do think she got a lot of stuff done. So I think, I think maybe a mix of both, but you know, I think she came through it better than I did as usual. Um, but I'm glad to hear you're also doing well, Terry. Awesome. Um, all right, let's get, let's get into some of these pastries. So I'm going to start, um, with the gluten-free muffins because gluten-free muffins always kind of like concern me a little bit. Now, I think that at this place called, uh, Fancy Plants, it's a cafe. So they have like a regular like kitchen that's not in this neighborhood. And then they have this little cafe that is in this neighborhood, but I don't think they do a lot of the cooking there. I'm not, I'm not sure how much they do there. I think they mainly do it from the other place um like the baking and stuff like i think i'm not sure they on their website they say the gluten-free stuff is made by a place called mindful bakery mindful baking something like that but there's also glutinous stuff like the um chocolate croissants but i'm going to start with this chocolate muffin this seems very dense it's heavy it's heavy which a lot of like gluten-free pastries are and I don't, I don't always love gluten-free pastries but we'll see how this one is i'm just gonna dive i normally eat them with a fork and stuff but i'm just gonna dive in today this is good it's a little bit kind of like mushy but has better kind of texture to it than most gluten-free muffins that i've had have like it's like a mix between a muffin and a banana. I don't think there was supposed to be banana in this, but there's clearly they use banana because I could taste it. But it tasted like if my wife would have made like a chocolate banana muffin. That's what it would taste like. This is good. There's a lot of it here. Oh boy. Stevie <laughs> Samuelson says, Can I tell you a vegan joke? I promise it won't be cheesy. <laughs> I like that one. Avalon Journeys says, finished my first marathon under four hours. Awesome work. Second overall, first over 40. Give me some kudos. Mike Lukens on Strava. All right, go check out Mike Lukens on Strava. Great job. Awesome work. 
And we got Ray coming in. He got a 5K PR and age group gold medal for his turkey trot. And his co-merch arrives today. Awesome. So cool. Great job, Ray. Excellent, excellent work. Wow, a lot of really good results so far to start off the week. Adam Fierce has got latkes today. He says, happy Hanukkah. Ooh, that would have been a really good Monday mukbang for today, wouldn't it? Totally dropped the ball on that one. Oh, man, I messed that one up. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, happy Hanukkah to all of you guys that are out there. Uh, very, very cool. Um, let's see. Hike with Mike said he had a seven-mile run this morning, and he's going to get a massage later. That's awesome. You know, I've never had like a sports massage before. Um, yeah, I just don't. It's never. Well, it kind of came up one time like it's like massage envy or like one of those like like massage chains was like, hey, we want you to come out and like we'd love to get you a free massage if you want to make a video about your experience. And I was like, that's far. I don't have a car. And now I'm like, uh oh, now I have a car and I really want a massage. I wonder if they'll still take me up on that offer. Mm, pedal, Andy Pedal says, what software are you using to pull up comments on the live stream? I use a service called StreamYard. It's not the cheapest. It can be cheap. If you're only doing a couple hours of uh, live streaming a month, then it works on the free tier, although like the resolution is knocked down, but I pay for it because I go every day or Monday through Friday. Um, yeah, but I just love being able to just pull up the comments. I just think that it makes a much better experience. So I think it's worth it for me. Old Acre Runners heading out the door for an eight mile run, also tapering for CIM. And we'll have to watch the rest when it gets back. Hope to see you at CIM. I hope to see you too. And I think that is um, a great time to talk about why I won't be doing any more live streams this week. So tomorrow, sorry, a mouthful of muffin tomorrow i'm heading out to austin so i'll be at the airport if not on my flight i don't remember when my flight is i think i'll i don't actually don't know if i'll be in the air but i'll be in the, at the airport during live stream time tomorrow and then wednesday all day i'll be at the running event i think at that time at the time of live stream i think i'll just be finishing talking to some uh, asics people i think i gotta look at my calendar like i got some appointments and stuff to go visit booths and then i'll also be kind of just wandering around the expo floor a little bit trying to see like what's the fun weird kooky stuff that's coming in the next year so that'll be wednesday and then thursday uh if you want to meet up in austin there is the run with believe in the run and puma are hosting it i'm tagging along too um tommy runs is also going to be there i don't know if you guys remember him that from the Falmouth videos and he's been on the live stream a, a couple times once. Um, so he'll be there as well. And we're going to do a shakeout run with Puma in the morning at eight, I believe. Um, and then at noon from noon to like one So that'll be like live stream time. Uh, I'll be attending. They're going to do a podcast with Puma and the product line managers. Who I think they've had on the drop podcast before. And I won't be talking, but I'll be there at that podcast. So if you guys want to hang out, I'll be there. There's going to be food and booze, I think. So it should be a fun time if you're in Austin. And you have to RSVP to those events. I don't think the, the shakeout run isn't limited, but they'd like to know about how many people to expect. And then I think there might, it might be limited for the podcast. 
but I don't know how the numbers are. If you go to Believe in the Run, you'll be able to find the links for it right away. That's Thursday. Then Friday, and I don't think I've told you guys about this yet, but Friday, I'm going to be, or basically I'll be getting into Sacramento like at midnight on Friday or Thursday night into Friday. Um, but Friday, I'm going to be you know, doing my packet pickup at the expo. But then if you're going to the expo on Saturday, Friday, uh, Friday, um, in Sacramento for CIM, I'm going to be jumping on a panel with Rambling Runner and one, I think one or two other people at the expo. I think the time is 3:45. I can double check those times for you. I'll be posting about it on socials as we get a little bit closer. But I'll be on a panel, and we're going to talk about trying to break three hours. I think is what the topic is. So. You know, if they, they, they maybe they have me for the people who have tried a bunch of times and haven't come close. So that, that might be my contribution to it. So I'll be there on Saturday, Friday. I keep getting the dates right. Then Saturday, we're doing a shakeout run, 8 a.m. Right at the Capitol building, right at the finish line. Uh, we'll do a shakeout run. Do, you know, about three miles. Nice and super easy. Head into Old Sacramento, then loop around. Hopefully don't get lost. And then uh, make it back to the state capitol. And that'll be it. And then on Sunday, that's race day. So that's what I'm going to be doing the next couple of days. So I won't be able to do any live streams for the rest of this week. So today's the last day. All right. Um, you betcha wants to know if I'm going to do the Believe in the Run grit. I'm not I'm not signed up for it yet. I was going to try and take most of December. Not off, but like take it really easy in December. And is that the month for a grit? I'll have to check. I have to see. Because if it's December, then... You know, I gotta. I'm gonna try to relax a little bit because I've been. I think I've been running a lot <laughs> this year. This might be my highest mileage year ever. So I'm. I'm. I'm not sure if it'll work out for me. Uh, Mark Ingham says, "Yo, what's going on, Co-Fam? Um. All right, we got Jenny Monka says, "Hi, Mike. What's going on?" Jackie says, "Been out for eight days since the race. He just ran Philly." He says, apparently both my quads were strained, which I didn't notice until all the soreness left. Probably lacking strength or need more miles in carbon-plated shoes or both. Well, hopefully you will um, get back from it soon. Um, yeah. I think that's something that you can kind of work on. I think probably the solution for both of those is could kind of be the same. Um, working on strength, probably some workouts. And if you do the workouts in those carbon-plated shoes, I think that could help. Uh, I know I'm not I don't think I'm that sensitive to the carbon plated shoes. I've never really had too much of an issue transitioning to them, but I know that different people respond to them differently. So that could be it. But, you know, there's no rush, Jackie. So get better and then, then you can get back into it. Plenty of time. Um, JP says, I love the gluten free and red velvet cupcakes from Crave Cupcakes in Houston. And that sounds nice. And Cody Jet says, what trail shoe would you recommend for our first 50K? So I'm assuming it's, you know, not like just on a buffed out trail because then you could then there's lots of different options that are available. Um, but if it's going to be like mile trail, like something that I could handle, I would say for a first 50K, I think that the Hoka Torrent 2 would do really well. I think I'd like that one a lot. Uh, depending on how technical it is, I think the Ultra Lone Peak would also be a really good choice. Lots of cushion. It's just nice and like mushy in that shoe. Uh, I feel like it's a little sloppy in the upper. And so if it's really technical, I don't know, I'd go with the lone peak, but otherwise for a 50 K we're going to be on your feet for a while. It took me six hours to do my first one. Um, I think the lone peak is a good choice as is the torrent too. The torrent I think is a little bit more dialed in in terms of fit, 
a little bit grippier as well. So if it's a little bit more technical, then I would probably lean towards that one. All right. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Kurt Owen says, no, Jamie, isn't he in Austin? Yeah, I don't I, I I texted him and he's trying to lay low a little bit for the running event. I don't know what that means, but we'll we'll see. Um, I'm going to try to meet up with him while while we're down there. I think he's avoiding people or something. So we'll, we'll hopefully we can um, check in with him and and uh, see how he's doing. Uh, JP says, I did my very first double digit run at 10 miles yesterday. Feel like a runner for real. Well, that's awesome. You don't have to run 10 miles to feel like a runner for real, but if that's what it needs for you to feel it, then I'm glad you hit that mark. And, uh, that's great. That's awesome. Um, Cody jet says about that 50 K it's the East coast. So Rocky and tons of roots. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I'd probably go with the Lone Peak just because those, those roots are going to be harsh. Um, lots of, uh, I feel like it's going to, I don't know, maybe this is my phantom knee pain talking, but I think I'd rather go with something a little bit more cushioned then. Frank says, do you have a B and C goal or is it just three hours or bust? Um, you know, it's uh, pretty close to three hours or a bust. And then if I don't, you know, get it, then, you know, um, you know, what's the difference if it's 305 or 310 or 320, right? Um, but on the other hand, you know, I was watching yesterday uh, a bunch of CIM videos, just looking on, on YouTube for it. And uh, I ran into Sugar Runs, uh, Jessica Reyes. I don't know if you guys uh, follow her. Um, she ran CIM the last time it was run in 2019. And she came in at 301, like 58. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I'd be pretty stoked about a 301.58. So, like, I, I don't know. I think um, my goal really is probably going to be something more along the lines of, like, run what feels runnable and really hold it. Um, and then whatever the time happens to be, the time happens to be. So, like, you know, if I got to let that pace group go, then I got to let the pace group go. Um I, I don't, I, with the way that I've overdone it and like got too excited in pretty much every marathon I've ever run, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, I'm going to accidentally, uh, run too slow or slower than I'm capable of running, you know? So I, I'm not worried about like, oh, I could have run so much faster. I don't think I'm ever going to say that at the end of a marathon. Right. So I think the other thing would be like, how do I manage my kind of excitement and emotions the best? And, um, try to really detach my, I mean, I'm going for a three hour marathon, but I'm trying to detach myself from it as much as possible too. And just feel like what's the fitness and whatever that number correlates to is what it correlates to. Cause I mean, I think kind of like by definition, you can't really do much better than that. So I think that I'm trying to look at it kind of the other way around, you know? Oh, Cody says that the, um, the winter grit is in January. Oh, hmm. Yeah, I think I think I might do that then. We'll see. Um, Jake wants to know. I think I might join in on the four by four by forty eight challenge next year. Have you done this before? I haven't done it. Um, I think a lot of people did it this year. A lot of people in like the regular. I mean, I think it's a popular event, but I think for this year, like a lot of people in like the regular running space picked it up. Um. And so I don't know. I don't. It doesn't. I don't like night running. 
so it doesn't really appeal to me very much so i probably probably won't do it all right i'm gonna go with the morning glory which smells like a coffee cake which i've been like really like really crave my mother-in-law makes a really quick coffee cake she just decides to make it like in the morning on a sunday when the family's over and it's just really I mean, it's basically cake with cinnamon sugar on top and it's really good i don't know how to make it somehow um but since i haven't been there in a long time i haven't had it and i've been craving it like crazy so cheers this is good a lot of cinnamon and sugar in this You know, there's always a game that I play whenever I'm eating a gluten-free product is what's that taste or what's missing, you know, because I always have to substitute stuff to make pastries, which is makes it hard. But I'm not sure what they've substituted to make this, but it's very dense. It's not like gummy and slippery like a lot of gluten-free. So these are good. They're really good. Yeah, raisins in here. I think there's raisins in here, which I love. Dried fruit. Oh, this is good. It's real good. There's a lot. There's a lot of pastries, though, guys. Mm, Howlin. Yang says, how did you find the Hoka Clifton versus New Balance 1080 version 11? Mainly for your average Joe runner, I do five to t uh, I do 5K to 15K just to keep fit. Um, I think that they are both like kind of hitting the same notes in terms of what they're trying to do. So the Clifton is like a very cushioned, but they're kind of like, the Clifton is like a daily trainer that wants to be very cushioned. The 1080 is kind of like a very cushioned shoe that wants to be more of a daily trainer. And I think this year they're probably closer than ever. The 1080 to me feels a little bit more rubbery bouncy, like a very quicker, quick, quick bounce. Um, and the Clifton is a little bit more squishy, not very squishy, but it's a compression molded EVA, uh, which the way that Hoka uses it doesn't feel quite as like, like, like a, like as much like a racquetball as the 1080 and that foam might feel. But I think there are a, very close in weight. I think the 1080 is going to be a little bit heavier. So I think both of them are going to work out really well. Um, if you can, I would try them both on at a running store where you can hop on a treadmill real quick. And that way you can get a sense of what I'm talking about in terms of that bounciness. I think that for if it's an average Joe runner doing 5, 5K to 15Ks to keep fit, um, I would probably if it's, have people try the 1080 first. And depending on what they think about that, if they do or don't like it, then go with the Clifton. The Clifton is very kind of like, you know, um, it's a running shoe. It's a great running shoe. And I think this Clifton is one of the best ones that they've ever made. But I also feel like it feels very much like a running shoe. So I feel like for a lot of people that are in that self-described like average Joe runner, I think having trying the 1080 is like kind of refreshing, something very different. And so I think that people should give it a try. Um, but ideally you could try them both out. I like both of those shoes very much. 
Mohammed Bejai says, have you ever considered using a drone for your videos? You will get a much better footage for your bike rides and for your runs too. I have. I used to do that somewhat regularly, but um, the best drone footage I think would happen in the wintertime when battery life is also very low and also requires fingers out of gloves to be able to fly. So it gets to be a little difficult and annoying. Uh, plus, then I have to also deal with the FAA regulations because I don't really think that I can argue that any drone footage I was using for YouTube video is for personal use. I think they would clearly classify that as commercial. Technically, pretty much anywhere in Chicago that I run, uh, it's prohibited to fly, whether if it's a Chicago Park District Park where your permit is technically a permit is required to be able to fly a drone. People violate that all the time, and the park district rules are arcanely written. Technically, if you take a selfie along the lakefront, you're violating the same rule, but it's against the rules from the park district perspective. Also, there are helicopters all over the place in Chicago, whether it's any of the four like local news stations, medical helicopters, plus there's military helicopters that are flying all over the place for some reason. I don't know if there's a lot of training that's going on or what, but there's always helicopters in the area. So I'd have to clear it with, I mean, if I'm doing it right, I think you have to clear it with a lot of different local airfields if you really want to be able to fly, especially out of line of sight. So a lot of things I have to think about in order to fly. Plus, there's two of the busiest airports in America in this area. I'm not flying high enough in a drone to be in that airspace. But I just think generally, if you're flying a drone where people can also see airplanes overhead, it makes people nervous. The other thing, unless they've changed the FAA regulations, is you're not technically supposed to fly over anyone's head ever um and so like i don't know how you do that in a city so unless you have like their permission and they're participating in the video things like that so there's all sorts of problems that drones create and um unless you just want to use and i see it all the time a person gets a drone up in the air and they have like five minutes of drone footage in the video and it's the same like one angle like cut six times and it's really boring i don't like the amount of work it's not really worth it. I get from the 360 camera like 90% of what I want and a lot of what I can't get from the drone, which is those really close shots. So like, you know, unless the technology gets better where I can be running, pull it out of a backpack, throw it in the air, and it knows what to do already until I kind of get to that point, I think I'm done with drones. I don't really need one. Unless I can get one of my nephews or nieces to get a commercial drone pilot's license and I could pay them to follow me around when I'm back in Iowa. That would be ideal. Plus, that's an agricultural area back there. I think that there's a lot of use for um, commercial drone pilots in the ag setting, and I really think they should do it, but I haven't been able to convince any of them yet. So, yeah. So I have considered it many times, but there are many. I think the FAA needs to clean itself up. Um, either that or just shut it down like this middle ground where it's like, you know, most people fly, but it's against the rules. And then every once in a while, they'll like give Peter McKinnon a $50,000 ticket or something like that. It's kind of BS. It's not worth it. All right. Sorry. I got on a rant. I do wish drones worked for me. They don't. Uh, Jake says doing a meetup run in Sacramento. Yes. Saturday, 8 a.m. by the, the state capitol. Um... Casey says, sorry if I missed it, but why are you going with the RC Elite 2 over the Metaspeed Sky or Ice Pro 2 for CIM? So I ran Chicago in the Metaspeed Sky, and I really enjoyed it. It's a great shoe. Um, but there's a lot of really great race shoes out there, so I don't want to like double up in the same shoe twice in a row. Um, the Adios Pro 2 was going to be my choice. I've 
decided that basically like the moment I signed up for CIM. Um, but two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I did a 22 mile run with a lot of marathon pace miles. And after about like mile 13, um, from miles like 13 to 16, I developed a real sharp pain in my right foot. And I was like, this isn't good. It went away, but I was worried that I don't want that to happen again. So the RC Elite 2 is slightly less exciting for me, but um, it's kind of like number three in mine. So that's where I got to RC Elite 2. Dario Vincent said, I ran most of... Oh, Dario, what's going on, man? It's good to see you. Uh, I recognize the face right away. So I ran most of Chicago Marathon with you. I also ran CIM in 2019 with plantar fasciitis. I did it in 313. You have a good shot at getting your sub three. I'll be there to you. Well, awesome, Dario. Oh, I can't wait to um, see you again along the course. Um, yeah, so cool. So cool, man. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. Hope you're doing well. Uh, all right, let's scroll down. Sorry, I'm like way behind uh, on you guys. Mm, Cody says, would you ever put together a team for the speed project? It's a 340 mile relay from Santa Monica Pier in Los Angeles to Las Vegas. Ooh, you know what? Um, that sounds awesome. Um, I would probably need the help of like a brand to be able to do that. Um, or someone else to do a lot of the planning for that. Cause that's a lot of logistics for me. Um, but I did see that some local Chicago runners, um, some like sub elites, ran that this year and it looked super cool um i mean you're just gonna get so many different types of terrain from la to las vegas plus it finishes in las vegas right so i mean that's a really great post-race kind of option but cody says get a youtuber team all right i'm gonna think about that is this speed who i gotta look into that is this sponsored by anybody because if it's sponsored that makes it easier we'll see Frank says, what's the race kit you're going with? I think I'm going to go with rabbit for the race kit. Um, I think I'm going to do the rabbit half tights because it's got three pockets, one on each side and one in the back. And I think I'm just going to put two gels in each of the pockets. I might be able to do three and three on the sides and leave the back open. Um, but I think I'm going to do that. They're relatively thin, but slightly compressive. They work great. I've run in them a bunch of times. And then for the singlet, I think I'm either, I'm bringing two different singlets. I'm either going to run in the Rabbit PR collection, the yellow one, or a Tracksmith white, or like they have like a mint, I think it's mint is technically the color. So it's going to be one of those two. Because I think, I think I'm going to go with the singlet. I'm probably singlet and gloves is going to be the look for me. I'm also going to bring arm sleeves. But then I'm like, it's really weird to wear a singlet, with arm sleeves and gloves, because it's like, I'm really cold everywhere except my shoulders. You know, it's like a weird look, but I don't know. We'll see. All right. Let's uh, take a look at this giant chocolate croissant. It's enormous. It is um, it is the size of a burrito. Like if I got a, like a hand pie this size, I'd be really excited. Um, just going to tear, tear it off bit by bit. I don't know how you make a vegan croissant. I mean, a croissant is like half butter. This is pretty good. Flaky, airy. Hmm, that's good. I love chocolate croissants. When my wife and I went to Paris, 
that that one time years ago. I think we got chocolate croissants everywhere we went. Even when it wasn't chocolate croissant time, we always got them if we could. Frank says the weather looks perfect on Sacramento on Saturday. Awesome. Hmm. I'm getting excited. I was, I was, when I looked at it, it looked like there might be a headwind the entire time, but I'm also really bad at reading the weather maps. Whatever I think is the, the wind always ends up being the opposite. So I'm not sure. I'm just going to assume that the weather's going to be great. I'm not going to try not to worry about it too much. And you said, made it. Ransom Aaron's got Noah's bagels for the freezer. So she could use them to carb load in a few days. Awesome. Very cool. I think I'm working on it already, apparently. <laughs> oh, Melvin Yuming says, Hola, co family. I'm interested in combo day. We'll have to catch up on the first few minutes that I missed. I'm actually a critical care flight nurse in a helicopter. Awesome. See, I feel like if I were a helicopter crew, especially critical care flight crew, and I saw a little DJI drone flying around, I'd be pretty mad about it. So, and the thing is, you know, if you hear a helicopter, you just put the drone down, right? You get it down off, out of the air, but it's a lot of stuff. Um, and I think that there's not enough, there's no like central way of these things that are in the air talking to each other. There's needs more, there needs to be more infrastructure. There needs to be either more regulation or less regulation. I'm not sure which one. But it's hard for like someone that would want to be a small commercial pilot, like me. Like, and by pilot, I mean just flying drones. So it's, yeah. Um, I wish it were simpler. Uh, Melvin says, Is there a daily trainer or tempo shoe that complements either the Vaporfly Next Percent 2 or the Alphafly? Well, I think the daily trainer that complements it would, in my opinion, would be the Vomero because I love the Vomero. But I think most people probably would say the um, the Pegasus. I don't love the Pegasus this year. I didn't love it as much last year either. I just I just haven't liked it since it went to React. I think it's too firm for me. Um, but the Vomero is exactly like what I like in the Pegasus. It's now it's just in a Vomero form. Um, so I would go with that. The other thing to look at would be the um, the Tempo Next Percent, or now the Zoomfly Four is out, which uh, I don't know. I don't know that I would necessarily, I'd probably go with the tempo next percent before I went with the zoom fly four, but those would be the ones that I would, I would look at if you're going to stay within Nike. Mm. Luna says the Chicago and Berlin lotteries are still open for anyone who's interested. Ooh, I'm already in for Chicago. Um, but Berlin. Yeah. You know, I forgot about that. I was looking about, I was thinking about the other day. I was like, Oh, is it too late to get into the lottery? Um, because I do like to just, Put my name in the hat every time I can. Shannon says, hey, Co and Co. So pumped for you all racing this weekend. It's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be real good. Cuddles wants to know, does FJD have a drone license? I don't know if he does or not. He also flies somewhere that's very different than where I fly. So I think that that's like the big, uh, all, a very big consideration as well. Um, I don't know where he tends to film if he's near any airports or places where helicopters would be flying regularly. Um, I don't know if those are state parks or federal parks, 
that's going to change the requirements there and the permitting requirements as well. Uh, my understanding is if you're in federal park, it's really hard to get a drone license there. I remember when I was going with Hoka to um, watch Western States, um, they were like, let us know if you're like, give us your drone pilot info if you're going to be bringing a drone and we'll help you get permits for some of the federal parks that you'll be in. And I was like, oh man, that's a missed opportunity for me. When else would I get the opportunity to really get a permit to fly in a federal park? Not that often, but um, yeah, so that, that makes it harder too. And I don't, I don't, I think that a lot of times he's filming himself, but I think these days doesn't he have someone flying it for him. I, I guess I could be wrong on that one, but he seems to have been building a team, which I think is awesome. Um, Joel Wall says, hi, Mike. Do you run in just regular medium thickness, darn tough socks during the cold months? I run in them and mostly have good comfort, but I was curious what you use. I like the ones that have Thermolite in them and they're thinner. So I just like thin everything for socks all the time. Because for me, like I like the idea of cushion socks, but they just end up being more constrictive on the toes for me. So I just go with thin socks because then I know, like I know my feet will be able to do what they're used to doing and I don't have to worry about it. And so even for the winter time, I just like regular um, thickness, uh, darn tough socks. And uh, even the like, I think they sell two over the calf ones that would work for me. And one is Thermolite and one is just the regular darn toughness, darn tough thickness socks. So that's what I use. So I'm, I'm like you. Mm, Leona says for the race, she's going to be in a tank, arm sleeves and gloves. Okay, there you go. So uh, cold everywhere except the shoulders. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll be I'll be in good company if I go that way. I am I am going to pack the arm sleeves. But I figure, you know what I'll do is during the race, I'll probably start with the arm sleeves on. The arm sleeves that I have are like super cheap ones that I got on Amazon. So like, you know, five, six miles into the race, I can shed those and still have the gloves on. And then I'll probably end up running with the gloves on the entire time. Um, just because once they're on, leave them on. Maybe I'll get rid of them, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, CV76 says, make a statement and just wear one arm sleeve and one glove. I, was checking, I can't remember which uh, YouTuber I was watching. He's a like a track high school phenom. I think he just signed for, with Oregon. Uh, he's a miler. And... Uh, he was making videos of the type that like a, a fast high school all-star would make uh, very funny. Uh, I don't, not intentionally funny, but funny from like a 42 year old man's perspective. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to run in one arm sleeve today. He's like, I don't think it really makes sense, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> this is a pretty funny video. <laughs> All right. Um, Frank says, in terms of reading a weather map, he says, the arrow always points to where the wind is coming from. So confusing. Yeah, well, see, like, the the weather, I use weather underground, and uh, it's like a triangle, right? And so I would think that the bigger end of the triangle is pointing where the wind's coming from, and the pointy part is where the wind is going. I don't, I don't think that's how it normally works, though. It doesn't make sense to me either. But... Yeah, the weird thing on the weather underground in Chicago, like it shows it to you both ways. So like it might say like if I look on the hourly that the wind is all coming from like, you know, from south to north. Let's say that when people say southerly, I don't know what that means either. But let's say the wind is blowing from the south towards the north. Right. 
So in the forecast, it'll make it look like it's blowing that way. And then in the current weather, the same arrow will just be the opposite way, showing from north to south, or like what looks to me like north to south. So, I mean, I guess they got their bases covered. They just show like exactly contradictory information the whole time. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one that has this problem. It's one of those things where I'm like, um, I feel like uh, a lot of times, people talk about this a lot back when I used to work in a research lab, because they say that like lots of people that tend to gravitate towards research science have this problem where they're incredibly bright in one area and have no common sense in every other area. Um, and so like, it's something that I think about a lot about the, all the ways I have no common sense, like when reading a map or a weather map, here's the chocolate that's in here. It's very thick. Mm, it's dark chocolate. Nice and yummy though. It's like they put a candy bar inside, like a dark, not like a Hershey's, but like a real dark chocolate candy bar. It's good. Um, but I have no common sense when it comes to certain things like reading maps. And the downside is I'm not even like any sort of science genius. I'm slightly below average at best at science. Bill Hartman says, thought I'd see if he'll get any Black Friday deals and so they actually increased the price on the Clifton and a few other models. Any idea why? I did not know that they would do that. Um, I'll have to check on that. That's interesting. You know, and I, I wonder if it, if anything, if it has to do with um, the supply shortages that people are talking about. So I think it was the Hanson's Brooks people. Was it them? They were saying something like, it's that time of year where, or it's that time where if you see a pair of shoes you like, get it now, get two. He's like, when the shoes, once the shoes run out, we're going to be out of shoes for like two to four months. And I'm like, really? I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's something that I'll try to ask people on like kind of off the record this week when I see them at TRE, like, what are they thinking about these supply shortages? I don't think it's going to be like that, but some people are sounding the alarms for shortages. So, I mean, if that's why they're doing it, I think that's not cool. It's kind of like price gouging, right? So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But it also might be, um, I don't know, maybe they're planning on releasing new models soon. But, you know, this is not the time of year where they release the Clifton. So I don't know. That's weird. Because I could see like, well, maybe they raise the price right before new models come out to kind of signal to people like, hey, pump the brakes a little bit. I don't know. I'll have to look at that. Fantastic says, hi, I've never run in winter. Now that there is snow and ice in Toronto, the sidewalks are slippery and tracks are sloppy. Any tips for speed or tempo runs? Try to find someplace that is plowed and salted. So um, for me along the lakefront, um, that's a heavy uh, a, a area that's used heavily for bike commuting as well, as well as just for tourists to walk around. And so a lot of that area is plowed and salted pretty diligently. So that's where I would go for my speed work. The track usually doesn't get all that cleared out. And I'm always disappointed in the local track clubs that the track is almost never shoveled, at least like a single lane in the wintertime. I'm like, 
I mean, I have a car now, but before when I didn't have a car, I'm like, why, why can't a, a team with like people that have cars come in with shovels and just clear out a, a lane? So maybe that's on me now this winter, since I do have a car and I could just drive up there. Um, so tracks aren't usually that reliably cleared um, of snow. So I would say go to where the people are like bike commuting. I imagine in Toronto, there's people that bike commute all year round. Find that place. That's where you're going to go. Merck K says, go Berlin Lottery. Would love a shakeout in Berlin. So would I. I think that that would be amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I would still be signed up for Chicago, but I also kind of want to stick around in Germany for some Oktoberfest celebrations. I mean, I at least got to get some pretzels and some beer in the the mosses or the steins. That's that, you know, I mean, you can't leave without doing that. And I mean, that's, I mean, that's half the reason to go over there, right? I mean, that's not really, but I would love to be able to do that. So I'm definitely gonna put my name in. I think I'm just gonna keep putting my name. I mean, I've been putting my name in every year for the last half or many years for all these races. I just never get it. Yeah, Cuddle says, SJD seems to have a drone footage of all his locations. He has a drone that follows a sensor on him. I had no idea there were so much legalities related to drones. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it gets complicated. People have been mentioning that, like, if you're under a certain weight, then, like, uh, it ex it's exempt from um, FAA regulations. But that also means that the drone is, like, very much underpowered, too. Like, it, like I have one that falls within that category. And mine, there is a remote I can get for it, but it... um. I mainly control it via Wi-Fi signal from my phone, which limits how far it can get away from me, which I feel like kind of, you know, makes using the drone a lot less interesting. So if you want to get the real interesting drone shots, then you got to get the bigger drone, I think. So, yeah. I mean, his, he, he does an amazing work with his camera, or he always has. So uh, it's not surprising to me that he's figured a way to make it work. Pierre says, I tend to run hot, so I'll probably just have some start line sweats and then go shorts and t-shirt. We'll see how it goes on the shakeout, though. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely bringing, like, a set of, like, long pants and a long sleeve to wear on the bus and to have at the start line um, that I'll be shedding, you know, right before the race starts. And then, you know, I was really worried about being too cold and, like, spending a lot of energy shivering. When I ran Houston in 20, was that? I think that was 2020, um, basically two years ago. Um, and I ended up just like way overheating. I don't think that explained why I didn't do that right in Houston. It was just one of many things that I did wrong. So I think I'm going to just try to, I'll be a little bit chilly. I think I'll be fine. Jackie says, all right, I'm out. Go get it, Mike. You got this. Trust the training, trust the taper. Thanks so much, Jackie. Appreciate the support. Um, all right. Let's see. I'm going to scroll down a little bit. I think I'm way behind you guys in the chat. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, Hector says, the chances on Berlin Lottery increase if you sign up as a team with a friend. Yeah, I've seen that before. So maybe I can commit. I've been telling my running buddy that we can. We just need to sign up for all the lotteries and just make it work if we get into them. And he's kind of like, he's been like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, one of those, like, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I don't know if I agree with you kind of thing. So... Um, 
Yeah. And I'm not sure he really wants to, but I'll see if he wants to try and sign up together. Cause I don't think you, I don't think, uh, yeah. I think if he ends up like not going, I mean, he loses money, but then he doesn't lose. I don't lose my spot. Right. I don't know. Kurt says, is it hard to get into Chicago? I put in for the lottery. I think Chicago is one of the easier ones to get in. Cause the field is really big. Um, so I think you have the better chance with Chicago. Uh, Pace Pusher says, saw this up between work meetings. Good luck in CIM. Thanks so much. Training looks solid and it's been beautiful here in California. I love to hear it. Don't use too many of those good days. I mean, that's how I feel about it in Chicago. We don't always get good days. So I know California is a little bit different, but don't use too many of them up. Save some for the weekend for us. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, and Luis Quinones says, opinion on using plated shoes as daily trainers. Um, I, I don't think that there's anything physiologically that's wrong. I don't think they're going to hurt you. The thing is, a lot of the carbon plated shoes are just not that comfortable at everyday paces to me. And I don't think I'd, I'd want to be in them. Like, you'd be like, do you want this super shoe for your easy run or like a daily trainer for easy run? I'd probably pick the daily trainer because it's built for that and it's just a little bit more comfortable. So, but if that's what you want to do, like, for example, if you want to use your alpha flies every day, I don't really think that there's a huge problem with that. Um, the caveat being, you know, those shoes, again, are meant for faster paces. At slower paces where maybe you're landing a little bit further back on the foot, maybe you're doing a little bit of heel striking, it may exacerbate some kind of uh, irregularities in your gait that a daily trainer might, you might not pick it up, but it might become apparent in those super shoes. So that'd be the one thing that I look out for is, you know, what's going on with your ankles and your feet when you're at everyday paces and those shoes. But I think in, in like the carb carbon carbon, isn't like, you know, it's not like nuclear fuel or anything like that, where it's like, you're going to get radioactive poisoning from using being around it too much. You know, there's nothing about the carbon in and of itself. That's bad for you. A lot of times it's a matter of cost um, and comfort. In my opinion, I don't know. All right. Uh, Pace Pusher says, it's California. They have a lot. Okay. I don't have to worry you guys about using them all up. All right. Okay. But if we if they, we get bad weather now, I know where I'm going, Pace. <laughs> uh, just kidding. PJ says, we have an unlimited supply of good weather days. Oh, that sounds nice. Um, Adam says, the USATF Club Cross Country Championships in Tallahassee, December 11th in Florida. Law makes it illegal to ask for vaccination status. Now I have to show proof of a negative test within seven days of the race. That is so bonkers. It's so bonkers because like that USATF has to deal with it that way. Because when I went to the USATF Masters Championship in Iowa, there is, uh, I mean, Iowa is not as careful as I'd like it to be as a state, but uh, USATF was able to apply a rule where it was either vaccine or negative test within 72 hours. So, yeah, I mean, showing a negative test within seven days of the race is a small thing to ask, I think. So, hmm. yeah, so, uh, well, I mean, I hope that it just it's one way to keep everybody safe. All right. Uh, Kurt says today, Minneapolis was 55. Perfect weather. Rain in shorts in November. 55. Why is it 55 degrees in Minneapolis? That's not fair. It was so cold here today. Well, it was warmer than yesterday. It was like mid thirties, but I felt like low thirties though. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Melvin says, can you be a bug in the year context at ASICs if you happen to have any? That the Metaspeed Skies unfortunately seem to be available in my freakish size 14s. Oh, they know. They know because uh, they wanted to send a pair to Andy on the ShoeTuber team. And uh, he's, uh, yeah, they don't have them in a size, so they could only send him magic speeds. So they felt really bad about it. So they're, I mean, they're, they're aware that there's a limit in the sizing. And I feel like, I don't know, I think they should make it available next year. And then I, I just don't, maybe like there's an extra shipping fee. I don't know. Cause remember, like, do you remember when everyone was used to be buying like, um, like double XL and triple XL? I think people still buy those sizes, but like people used to buy those just like on purpose to have super baggy clothes and it would just be an extra charge. I feel like, and eh, it sucks for Andy and it sucks for you, Melvin, but I feel like if it means that or nothing, you know, maybe that's the way to make it work. And that extra charge could just cover from the fact that like, instead of having shipping in like 12 different look, I don't know how many there are, but maybe, let's say 12 out across the world. They're only coming out of two different places. I don't know. I don't know. There's gotta be a way to accommodate people better. I hope. Plus I feel like the Metaspeed sky for a year two, like it's going to come in hot. You know what I mean? Like the first year I was like, Oh, I don't know about this next year. People will be wanting it. So yeah. Jamie says, and why are at it? Super shoes in wide sizes would be nice. Yeah, I don't. I think I think getting a fourteen in the Metaspeed Sky is gonna be easier than getting a like an Alpha Fly in a wide. I I just gotta tell you, I, I don't see it happening, unfortunately. Adam says, I recently watched your glute video from a year ago. Do you ever figure it out? It's about training your glutes to fire properly in general, not just about the immediate run. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I'm starting to understand it better. And the best the best way that I explain it like to other people now is like imagine you've been sitting in a car for a road trip for a real long time you ever get out of the car and you're just like all you got to do is stand up stand up and stretch but sometimes your back is like oh i've been sitting a long time imagine if you tried to run right away before you really got a chance to stretch that back you would kind of be hunched over a little bit even though you're running and blood's flowing and muscles are warm and loose and if you do that a lot then you might develop some pains from running hunched over kind of the glutes the same thing's happening but you know, you don't feel it quite as immediately as you would being like, kind of like curled over after being in a car a long time. So that's how I understand the glutes. And that's why I've been doing a lot of mobility work and like really focusing on deep squats and lateral lunges. Those are the two main things that I focus on. And I do my single leg deadlifts and stuff. So, yeah, I think I understand. I think I understand it enough to do something that I think has helped me stay healthy this year. All right, let's do a couple more. I got to go. Mm. Right. Where Mika is, it's negative 19 degrees Celsius. What? That's like, that's like near zero Fahrenheit, right? Really feel my throat and lungs suffering. <coughs> After a week plus of running in very cold temps. Yeah. That's why I feel, at those temperatures, you got to run with a face covering on just to kind of have one little barrier to take that bite off of that cold and also to help kind of recirculate some humidity around your body. I think that's crazy. Uh, Nuno Fernandez says, I just bought a six evil ride two for 64 pounds euros. Sorry. Is that a good deal? I think so. I think that the, I think that the evo ride and the magic speed are pretty similar. I haven't tried the evo ride two this year, but looking at the shoes and the geometries and kind of what's going on, I feel like they got to be pretty similar shoe. I do like the magic speed. It's firm. It's much more firm than I would like, but it's firm. Like the Avo ride one was 
And I did run a 10K time trial in it and ended up being really good for that. So I think that it's a great deal. I don't know that I would want it for like recovery runs because again, my magic speed anyway was is a little bit on the firm side. But for workouts, I think it's a it's a it's a quality shoe. Martha's here. She says she almost missed the whole live stream, but good thing we went a little bit long today, so we are able to see you here. And she's she's late because she got a shipment from a Rabbit and got so excited, trying everything on. There you go. That's a good reason. That's a good reason to 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 miss the the live stream. Um, Alex says, "How has the runner's knee been treating you? Are you completely healed, or does it come and go?" It's not been symptomatic, but what I do know is that on high mileage weeks, um, like when I bend down, like if I'm in a deep squat or if I'm like bending down to pick something up off the floor, um, I find myself either bending in a way, bending down in a way. So that way I don't have to really like really bend my knee or I'm very slow about it. And so that's, those are the days when I make sure I do some extra work. Um, but yeah, um, doing kind of like the regular routine maintenance has been able to keep me running pain-free. I mean, while running, it doesn't hurt. So like, it's been good. Um, and I just notice it, you know, here and there when I'm like getting up off the floor, but those are the days where I just do a little bit extra work. TV 76 with the super chat. Thanks so much. Stevie says good luck at CM. Well, thank you so much. Um, I think that's a good place to leave it for today. Everybody. For those of you who are going to CAM this weekend, hopefully I'll see you either at the expo on Friday afternoon um, or at Saturday at the shakeout run, 8 a.m. right in front of the state capitol. Um, if you check the Strava group, uh, Cozy Run Club, there'll be info there or it'll be on my socials. So hopefully I'll see you there. If you're in Austin this week, hopefully I can see you guys on Thursday, either Thursday morning and or in, at lunchtime for the podcast at Bangers. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to meet up then. So plenty of options, uh, hopefully between those two. I mean, I know that's not a lot of places, but for me, it's two different places, two different time zones in one week. So it's a lot of travel. Hopefully I'll be able to meet a lot of you guys out there. And if not, hopefully you guys are enjoying your runs and staying safe out there. All right, guys, I think that's it. I'll see you live again. I think a week from today. So I travel back Sunday. And I'll be back Monday. So I'll see you again live Monday. There'll be lots of videos between now and then, but live next week right here on YouTube. All right, guys. Be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.